This is Waddle and Sylvie on WMVP WSHE HD2 Chicago. Chicago's home for sports. A good karma brand's radio station. Uh oh. Guess what day it is? Guess what day it is? Huh? Anybody? Guess what today is? It's Wilbon Day! Woo-hoo! Chicago native Michael Wilbon, host of Pardon the Interruption with Waddle and Sylvie on ESPN Chicago. It's Wednesday at 5 o'clock. It's when we talk to the one and only Michael Wilbon, and he is brought to you by Waddle's guys over at Hawk. HawkAuto.com, Ford, Chevy, Chrysler, Dodge, Jeep, Ram, Subaru, Cadillac, Mazda, and VW, all in one place. HawkAuto.com, where Chicagoland saves big and also by Northwestern Athletics. That's right. Uh, it was uh, last week at this time that uh, Michael Wilbon was surprised when we were so sure that uh, Kevin Warren was going to be the president and CEO of the Bears. Thank you, Yurko, who uh, gave us that tip a couple of days earlier. And sure enough, it went official uh, a day or two later. And yesterday was his introductory press conference. And now that we have Michael Wilbon on the phone, and now that it is official, Michael, what do you think of the move? Well, you know I love the move. I told you last week it was going to happen. This scoop by Yurko. Uh, that uh, I, I love the move. I mean, you know, I think that he's been, that Kevin's been a brilliant, brilliant commissioner for the Big Ten. I know it hasn't been all that long. But you know what? When you set up your own member institutions to each, let me, let me emphasize this sentence. If this is all he'd done, this would be enough. Each institution, the football contract is going to bring, deliver about $100 million a year to each institution each year that's a drop the mic situation right there if that's all he's done and he did so much more and there were a lot of skeptics when he was named commissioner of the big 10 and i was excited about it because i do know kevin and I, I, I you know i'm i'm you know i got some mixed emotions i hate seeing a guy with that sort of intellect and can do power leave the conference but i'm happy that you know before i started to bleed purple and became a member of a Big Ten institution. I was a member of, you know, Bears Nation and rooting for the Chicago Bears when I was a little kid. So I'm I'm excited to see Kevin in the presidency and CEO of of, of the Chicago Bears. Isn't it, isn't it a signal as well that that you know these are new days, these are new times, this is a new dimension. They're coming at this from a new perspective. Uh, his resume is perfect for this role. There's a lot on it. It's just like it feels like. It's just business will be done differently now by the Chicago Bears, and it's it's about time. I, yes, 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 and yes, Tommy. I, I think there's and look you you are in better position than Sylvie than I to put this into perspective because you know this from the inside out in a way that we won't and ever will. Um, but yes, to everything you said, um, I think that you know you you know. If, I don't like the phrase ma and pa business. I don't like, I understand it. I understand it. Um, but, you know, it also tries to, it usually tries to convey something negative, something small. And this is not small thinking. There's bigger thinking going on. There seems to be an expansion of thinking. Um, I, I, I hope it works. You know, there are a lot of places that think big. It doesn't always have to work. You need some good luck. You need for people to perform 
to their optimum levels. We've seen Kevin and his staff do that at the Big Ten level. Hope that happens at the NFL level. Um, I have a sense of who he is and how he thinks and how embracing he is. I have a sense of that, getting to know him personally. And, yes, to everything you said, I think that this feels like that kind of time and transition for the Bears. Good for them, and hopefully for us as consumers, good for us. Like uh, Michael, there have been many, many years, whether it's a coach or whether it's a GM, where the best candidate out there was not hired by the Bears, whether it was over money, whether it was over something else. They would get an unproven guy who has never done it before. And we've seen it time and time again. Kevin Warren is like all if you would line up a lot of executives, one of the best qualified people out there to run a franchise. And the Bears just don't do that. And that's why that's why we're so excited. And it feels different. And good, and there's no easy way out here. They're, they're basically saying, okay, we're going to look at all the people who could move us forward into another time with a successful product on the field, which is, you know, let's face it, been dicey, and a successful product off the field, which has been true, but an even higher level of it. And, I, yeah, man, I, I, I'm excited about it. And, again, I, I'm, I admit my personal bias here. I'm excited. I'm excited about it because I know him and believe in what what it is he is and who who he is. I just hope it translates. Again, you need some good fortune, you know. I, to, to segue, not to segue, but just to sort of put a bow on this you know, in a way. I was talking about this recently. You know who um, has had some success scouting lately? Um, I think he's in New Orleans, but, but as a scout, as a consultant, has been Gar Foreman and Gar took it on the chin a lot from people in Chicago about what he and Pax couldn't do. And I would say to you guys all the time, you know, Pax and Gar, for all that was talked about with what they didn't do, they put together the right team twice. And they had, they had the ultimate bad luck of injury to a 21-year-old MVP, which is outside their control. Because if that happens, I don't care how bright you are as a GM, if you, your biggest asset is undermined in that way, then there's nothing you can do. There's nothing really you can do about it. I, you need some good luck, is my point. And, and the, the Bulls did not have that, even though the, 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 the front office built the right team twice. Let me, let me underscore that. So the Bears need some good luck. And, you know, there's been a couple of periods in Bears history where they have had good luck and got to a Super Bowl, won one of them. And then one where they didn't have good luck building around maybe a guy who could have been the greatest running back of all time and watch him go down in his prime with a a bad knee injury. And it's impossible to be a Chicagoan of a certain age and not equate Gail Sayers and Derrick Rose, and that's what I'm doing to some degree. Uh, But you need some good luck. And I hope that the Bears uh, have that and now, you know, in the person – of Kevin Warren leading the way. Mike, you know we value your opinion greatly on important conversations and, 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 and value your perspective on things. Diversity has been obviously a focus for George McCaskey and the Chicago Bears. When you look at the structure of their franchise right now, how do you feel about what they have done? That, that, 
Tommy, this is a great and necessary question. Let me, let me back up a little bit, though, and say this. I don't know that diversity has to be at the forefront of anybody's thinking. Right. Just getting the right people. Exactly. Because if you, if you get the most qualified people, as you guys already underscored about the resume of Kevin Warren, you'll, then you'll, you'll get diversity. You'll get it naturally enough just by going and hiring the right people regardless of. And so that's maybe that's George's. I don't know if he's talked specifically to anybody in interviews about this. I mean, it's so cool that you just look at the Bears. First of all, you look at the top of the organization, and you've got a woman who owns the team. <laughs> right? I mean, you've got you know, the daughter of George Hallis, a founder of the league, not just a franchise. And so you've got this, this you know, very diverse top of the pyramid with the owner, with the primary owner. I don't know what, the, what Virginia McCaskey's title is. It doesn't matter. And then you've got the president and, 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 and CEO, and then your GM. And the great thing is that mix can, and that can change, and it can be it can morph depending on who comes in and who is out. Um, you know, from time to time, as you go, we don't know what that's going to look like. But you, you, if you start at a place where you look at the most qualified people and you choose them. Yes. then your your mission doesn't have to be diversity. Diversity will happen organically. And so whether it was the mission or just happenstance, I applaud George McCaskey and his staff for figuring out these are the people we're going to hire and we're not going to be talked out. Yeah, and, and listen, I don't know that Sylvia and I were having this discussion a couple of days ago. Is progress not even having to mention this because – all of these people are qualified to hold these jobs, or is it necessary to acknowledge this as well? That's why I asked I you. It's, it's better Again, for you to speak both. on this than me. No, 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 Tommy, because I, I, I think that what you're asking, look, th- this conversation is necessary. It's the conversation. Because some people, most people will look at it and say, oh, they must have decided they were going to be more diverse. no. Not necessarily, but the conversation has to be had. And I think the conversation is necessary. And so is just looking at people who are the most qualified people in any endeavor. Um, and I think, but I, again, I think the conversation has to be had, whether or not you're talking about hiring, promotion, firing, justifying. You know, we, we, we live in a culture which looks increasingly different every day on every step on the way up this pyramid. And how do we navigate that? And what about the people who are resentful thinking it was only done to appease that has to be addressed. And so these conversations have to be had. I like it that we don't know what George McCaskey's mission was, or if he had one other than I want to get the best people to do this. Um, and in, it's in a city where we know there, Chicago has led the way in historic Chicago for a while trailed. I mean, I grew up in the most segregated city in America, big city and Chicago morphed. And by the way, it was on the backs of people involved in sports that the city morphed, that the culture morphed. I mean, this, this largely took place because of people like Cassius Clay, Muhammad Ali, living on the south side of Chicago. 
Michael Jordan and all of a sudden people hugging each other in the old Chicago stadium who didn't look like them because they were rooting for one team and going, oh, wow, wait, what's happening here? And Walter Payton, don't let me forget that, because the 85 Bears probably triggered it even earlier than Michael's Bulls. And then you get people in that city, including Oprah Winfrey, and hello, you know, Carol Mosley Braun and Barack Obama. Chicago is full of firsts when it comes to this after being last. Um, I might point out that in the 1960s, Martin Luther King tried to live on the south side of Chicago and was run out. Got an apartment on the south side of Chicago, found it to be more violent and more hostile, he said, than any segregated city in the south. So we've, we've seen worse and maybe now a continuation of best. We've seen a different side of the city for a long time. Um, and I'm, I'm not failing to not mention, you know, Harold Washington and our current mayor. I'm not forgetting them. So I, I, I've had a chance to look at a lot of this and feel a lot of different ways about a lot of it. And I'm very proud of it now. And if I saw George McCaskey, I'd stop and hug him. And that's my personal interpretation. Right. It doesn't mean it's his. It doesn't mean it's anybody else. Like, look, Michael, um, a couple of years ago, Waddle and I had full phones. Um, and people were accusing the Bears, fair or, or foul, and they were saying the Bears don't want a black quarterback. This was before they took Fields. And right yeah. now, right now, Justin Fields is their quarterback. Um, Ryan Poles is their general manager. Um, Kevin Warren is their president and CEO. Um, they've, in a matter of two or three years, they have led the way on, on yeah. diversity. I there's no question. There's, there's, there's no question about that. They've, and again, is that awareness or is it simply hiring and bringing in the best people you can bring in? And quite frankly, I'm not going to say I don't care. I think ideally, to go back to your earlier question, ideally is great. You, you just you brought in the best people and they happen to look right. like this. Right. That, that, that's right. Right. That's yes. the Benetton ad. I mean, that's the, the place we want to get. Uh, if there was some consciousness along the way, I'm not going to reel against that. But whatever happened, let, I'm you know, um, you know, I look at the organization probably a little bit differently. And then again, this this this, this is not entirely new. I mean, this is an organization that did hire Lovey Smith at a time where I don't know how many black coaches there had been at the time. Obviously, Tony Dungy. And Green Bay had had at least one. And there were a few. There were a handful at the time. And, and I'm one of the people that thought that I would never have fired Lovey Smith. Not, not without a second look at how he ran his shop. I would have said to Lovey, we're going to bring Norb Turner in, and we're not firing you today unless you can't have an offensive coordinator like, like Norb Turner. And I would have tried something else in order to keep from firing Lovey because I thought there were certain things he did. And last I checked, he's only – He's one of only two coaches to take the Bears to a Super Bowl. But neither here nor there. And that was a long time ago. I was Lovey Hire, like 2004? Something like that? Yes, yes. Dick Turan's um, last year was 03. Okay, so, you know, I mean, so the Bears have certainly not, the McCaskies, the Howard McCaskey family has not been opposed. They've been open to, okay, we're going to bring in this person regardless of what he looks like. 
they they've been they were on that look the NFL's record of awareness or diversity whichever one you want to put it the NFL's record is nowhere near as good as the Bears record the NFL's record as a league is laughing is laughingly awful the Bears record is somewhere between terrific and exemplary so I'm not putting the league on the same level as the Bears as an organization when it comes to what a, what a, what a business enterprise should look like. Yeah, important conversation. So we, we've checked all the boxes with Kevin Warren. We know that he's bright. We know he's one of the best candidates out there. All that being said, I wanted to play you this because from a bright, most qualified person, oh boy, this is go. what he said on Carmen and Yurko when he was asked the question, is Arlington Heights the sole focus of the new stadium? Yes, 100%. That, that, that is our sole focus at this point in time. If if the city comes and says, Mr. Warren, could you at least have a conversation with us? Would you, or does it not even matter at this point? No, I think the focus is is, is uh, Arlington Arlington Park. I mean, that's the focus. And uh, and again, I'll I'll learn more uh, about our our site and and you know the the my thought process once I've started able to get information. But uh, based upon what I know at this point in time, the one hundred percent so unequivocal focus is on Arlington Park. So will you be sitting with Kevin Warren in his brand new suite? I told you guys that. I told you guys that last week. I'm not going there. (laughs) (laughs) I think you're going to warm up to this. I really do. I'm not not going out there. I got to get all the games in now while I can at Soldier Field. I got to get them all in. Maybe I can go sit with Kevin. Maybe he'll invite me to sit with him at Soldier Field where I can walk to the games and get there without a – Okay. A helicopter. All right, here's the <laughs> hypothetical. Come on, let's let okay, opening game of the season, the Green Bay Packers come to town. They christen along with the Bears, obviously, the brand new Bears Stadium in Arlington Heights, and Kevin Warren calls his friend Mike Wilbon and says, Mike, it would mean the world to me if you would come and be at today's game. I'm gonna have a, a big group. It's gonna be a celebration. I'd like to have you and guests in my in my 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 suite. Um, you can't turn that down, can you, Mike? I can say, you know, I'm in, in honor of that celebration. I'm going to, in christening, I'm going to get a brand new flat screen, maybe <laughs> 90 inches. And I'll get my popcorn ready. See, Matthew's in the car with me. If he didn't have his headphones on, I'd ask him if he wants to go to Arlington Heights. But, you know, he's, he's not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Arlington Heights or Soldier Field? Arlington Heights. Yes! Yeah. Arlington Heights! Yes! Yes! You can be cut right out of all <laughs> real items right now. He's going to make be it on his disowned. own. Yeah. You Woo. can be disowned. How, how are you going to get to Arlington Heights? Who's going to take you? He's going to get his uh, license. Yeah, he's going to drive. You yeah. uh, I'm not, I'm not, yeah. I'm not going. You know what? Tell so Matthew, okay? I will pick him up, and I will take him <laughs> to the game myself. <laughs> Sylvie and there I you will go. help him. We will Uber him. There yeah. you go. There you go. you got you. You got Tom Waddle who can, and Sylvie will take No, I, I, you know, listen. I'm already going against the grain because the, the single thing I hate most in sports is the NFL draft. I hate it more than anything. <laughs> and I find it the most overhyped thing in a culture where everything is hyped. That's all people do is hype things. And the draft is the most overhyped thing of all time. I'm already going against it because I am now neck deep in the draft. Yeah, of course, because yes. we've got the number you know, one I pick. Spent, listen, of course, Saturday I was in New York in the Seaport Studios and, you know, we had a we had a, a NBA countdown show, which followed 
the, the, the postseason show on ESPN for the NFL. And so all the NFL guys are there. So Shefty was there. I immediately cornered Shefty to quiz him for off-the-record stuff I can't talk about with you guys yet on the record about draft stuff, about thinking, about what's more likely to happen, about hardcore truths. That's all I cared about. That's all it. And Shefty, by the way, Shefty's an NBA lunatic. Yes. Shefty loves the NBA. And usually Shefty will say, hey, what do you think about – and it'll be some obscure dude. Like, Shefty's like the first person who ever asked me about Josh Giddy. Yeah. And Shefty said, don't you think this kid Josh Giddy's any good? I'm like, what are you talking about? And, of course, Shefty's right. Josh Giddy now is like the new triple-double machine. Yeah. So we normally talk about NBA. I said, Shefty, there's no NBA talk. All I want to talk about is the number one pick. And we talked about that and what's likely and what's possible. I've already gone against everything I believe to embrace the most overhyped, god-awful, loathsome institution in sports, the NFL draft, because the Bears have the number one pick. I will not go against it twice and say, yeah, I'm ready to go to Arlington Heights. I'm not going there. We just pitched the idea to Danny Zetterman that we want to broadcast from the Combine. You in with us? You want to go to Indy with us? Come on. Come on, you can do it. Come on, maybe. maybe. Listen, if you think the maybe. you think the draft is bad, wait till you see yeah, the, the combine. I know. You'll be out, oh, are you kidding me? You'll be out there with a stopwatch trying to find a, a defensive end <laughs> that can get to the quarterback. Tommy, Tommy, while people may associate me with covering the NBA now, accurately so, I covered the NFL. Yes. I covered the NFL long enough to be a Hall of Fame voter. Yes. Uh, the NFL, nothing in the NFL is new to me. It may be loathsome to me, but it is not new. <laughs> mm-hmm. So I have been to the Combine. Um, I, I don't want to go to the Combine. Yes. But, but I but shouldn't – I mean, is the Combine going to – let me ask you guys this. Do you need anybody – you need any Combine information to tell you that the three best players defensively are the kid Will – what's his name from Alabama – 88 from Georgia and the kid from Clemson. Carter Anderson. Com- yeah, no. But no, that's no, where all the best rumors are. But, yeah, all the general thing, managers are all there. The, all, the, all the players will be there working out, or most of them. Some of them don't work out, all but the they agents. go. All the agents, yeah, all the GMs. I don't, don't want to talk to them. Well, that's where the rumors start. We got to get rumors. Yeah, I, don't wanna, yeah. I don't care about you the go to rumors summer league, at that point. You go to NBA Summer League sure, in Vegas, yeah, don't you? Come on, Vegas, Indianapolis. I don't go there to hear rumors. I don't go there to hear rumors. Remember, Summer League is after the draft. So you, I go there, like I wanted to see Dalen Terry, you know, after the no, Bulls drafted him. No, 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 no. So that's to see him. It's a, it's a, yeah, I know. I ain't seen much of him. You go to now. Hoffman Estates. So, Doesn't he play for the G League every now and again, too? Doesn't he? By the way, what arena is in Hoffman Estates? Isn't, it the, yeah. isn't that where they play? He's right. The yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yes. Yeah. I see that dateline, and I'm like, okay. I I only have been living in Chicago part or all the time for 60 years. But anyway, I no, I don't care. I don't want to hear, but I just want to know if these three are the best defensive players, right? If we can get one of them and trade down. You know what was a revelation to me again today? Think And this is what, you know, Matthew keeps going wild over receivers. Dad, we need a receiver. Dad, He's Justin right. needs a receiver. We need and everything. I keep saying to him, Matthew. We can get a second-round receiver. Okay, the Cincinnati Bengals took T. Higgins in the second round. 
Would you like to have T. Higgins? Sure. Playing with Justin Fields, of course you would. He may be you available. You can get too. great receivers. Okay, and he may be available. Yeah. But my point is, you can get a second round. You can get a receiver, a great receiver, great defensive. Now, Richard Dent was gotten in the eighth round, which is one of the all-time all-time steals. But I would rather go def- defense for a franchise that understands that because Dick Butkus wasn't selected in the eighth round. He was selected with the third pick, I think, overall, maybe fourth pick, third pick. And I'd rather go that way and, and try to get the receiver in the second round. But I don't, I don't need the dra- – I don't see this is what's wrong with the combine. I don't need the combine to tell me that. I don't need the combine. The combine, the combine and the draft couldn't identify Tom Brady. So what the hell good is it? Yeah. Yeah. They couldn't identify Tom Brady. We're there for the rumors yeah, and for the networking. We're, yeah. we're taking a dinner. We'll go to dinner know, you like guys we did in Miami. That shrimp cocktail. Yeah. Yeah. We'll go to St. Elmo. Right, now, if you're talking shrimp cocktail yeah. at Prime 112, oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. if you gonna if you want to pitch Elmo's. me that way, yes, and it's the combine in Indy, and we're not getting the Prime 112. In, in, in the no, they got St. Elmo's. They they rave about that place. All right, we got St. Elmo's is great. We'll text you, all right? Yeah. Sounds good. All right, see you, Michael. All right. Say go, go Bears. Go Bears. Say, say goodbye to Matthew, too. Yeah. All right. Uh, there's Michael Wilbon. Good stuff today. Really a good, serious conversation, too, that we needed to have. All right. Tyler's got the MVP list that Justin did make. Justin made an MVP list. We got to get to that finally. Uh, we'll do that coming up next. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Listen to the show in HD at 100.3 HD2 FM. Listen now on ESPN 1000. This is Waddle and Sylvie, ESPN Chicago, Chicago's home for sports. Good conversation with Michael Wilbon today. If you missed the dip for meal conversation, too. Uh, Kevin Warren had great things to say about Dick Vermeil. Dick Vermeil had great things to say about uh, Kevin Warren. Dick Vermeil was just inducted into the Hall of Fame. He's 86 years young, and he sounded like he's 50. He was uh, that sharp. Definitely sharper than the two of us. <laughs> That's for sure. That doesn't take much, no. though. Uh, but he is uh, still super sharp and super in tune with the league as well. Follows think, all the league. I think Carm was a little... He was a little jealous. He was, because he, he, he's interviewed a lot of the old guys who are out of touch yeah. in the past. Um, so, r- really good stuff. Uh, Tyler, you have a list. I've been teasing this all show, it seems like, but we've gotten sidetracked a few well, different times. Ta- what is this MVP list that Justin Fields made? So, this is from Seth Walder of ESPN. He does a lot of their analytics work, and he put together a list of the NFL's top 100 most valuable players from 2022. So it takes into account a couple of different things here. There's a bunch of advanced analytics stuff. He also uses some PFF grades, and then he also uses awards like Pro Bowls, all pro teams, and then opinions of colleagues and people that work in the league. He kind of takes all that data together and slaps together a list of the 100 most valuable players in football from this past season. So is this basically like the best players from 2000? It is, but it still has the lean towards quarterback. You can tell by the data. And a lot of like the advanced metrics and stuff will certainly lend you to believe like the EPA stuff per play is a lot of a lot of quarterback driven stuff. Yeah, this, I believe I saw this list. Guess. And I forget most uh, a lot of it. But if you were having to guess. 
Honestly, the the first five I don't think Pretty would easy. have a lot of yeah. I believe well, numbers. Like, Mah- like to me, Mahomes is one. Mahomes, yes. I, that's who mm-hmm. I put one. Like a lot of people still would vote for Jalen Hurts. I would not put Jalen Hurts number one on my MVP either. voting. I would vote for Patrick Mahomes number one. Was Josh mm-hmm. Allen two? Josh Allen was two. Jalen yes. Hurts was Joe three. Bur- where's Joe, Joe Burrow? Burrow? Joe Burrow was four. Yeah, like Jalen Hurts three. Yep, and then five is the first non-quarterback. It's, it's Justin Jefferson. It is. Yes. Yeah. Wow. I believe Justin where's the first came of, in. Where's the first defensive player? First defensive player checks in at nine. It's Miles Garrett. I thought Miles it was going to be Micah Garrett. Parsons, but it was Micah Parsons is eleven. Nick Bosa is ten. It goes to show you again in terms of value, and I know that Justin Jefferson kind of bucked the trend where he was at. Quarterbacks are most important, most valuable. Guys who chase quarterbacks right. are, con- are considered in the group of most valuable as well. Um, I believe Justin was 77. Justin right? came in at 77. Which was the 14. I think there were 14 quarterbacks ahead of him on the list. There were a couple, like one guy I'm watching on television now. This is goes well with the Bears conversation. We could get to Justin here in a second. Like where A.J. Brown, who was acquired by the Eagles. He's on looked, the list. And where was Tyree Kill, who was acquired by Miami? Two guys, who, and the Bears may do something like this. I think they were both top 20, weren't they? They were. Uh, so Tyreek was number six. Yeah. And wow. A.J. Brown was 13. Yeah. See, like, again, that's why those moves are so big for the Bears to pair with that quarterback. Now, when did the first offensive lineman come into this list? 25. It was Lane Johnson. See, I think that's undervaluing offensive lineman to a certain degree because like look the bears the bears could add a wide receiver like aj brown but who would who would be more impactful in your mind would it be trent williams as left tackle or aj brown like i think that where they need to focus most right now is on their offensive line as opposed to the wide receiver the group the group as a whole but like one guy, like again, like remember Robert May said, like maybe it's best to take five above average guys and pair them together yeah. instead of spending money on one really great guy. Do you know what I mean? That was no, supposed I, to be fixed you. too today. Yeah, hey, your microphone just fell apart. Um, so again, I don't, I don't know what. No, I want my number one priority. Saying what you just said. It's fixing their line. Yeah. Over getting the... But I want the, li- the well, you line... You want both, yeah. Yeah, I, I want, want cake both, and both. ice cream. But, but the singular wide receiver over a singular lineman, like, what's more important? Is is it more important getting the stud wide receiver or uh, getting the uh, the best free agent offensive lineman? I think in a lot of ways, again, I think it, it, it depends on where your franchise at, where your team is at. For the Bears. Yeah. Well, for, well, for where's the Bears at? I think what's most important for them is protecting the quarterback before, at this point. With but them, I'm not saying not improve the line. No, no, no. I'm I get saying it. you get the best wide receiver or the best um, offensive lineman. Or do you want to get three really good offensive linemen? That's what I, yeah. I mean, like. Look, if you give me Justin Jefferson, I'll take Justin Jefferson over. You want a star I, there, yeah, right? I, like I the, may take Trent Williams over A.J. Brown. Like, they're only... I'd take Devontae Adams before I'd take A.J. Brown, personally, me. But if you ask me, like, A.J. Brown came in at, what, 13? I think he's a fabulous player. I'd probably take the best left tackle 
ahead of him. That's just but me. The, less, the best left tackle available this year could be different than... Well, yeah, but A.J. Brown may not be available this year. Right, either. He right. was last year, but he right. may... You know, there may not like be Orlando a Orlando Brown may be the best uh, uh, left tackle available this year. I don't think Orlando Brown was, was as high on the list as you think, right? Wasn't McGlinchey higher on the list than Orlando Brown? If I, I don't remember even see correctly. Orlando I'm Brown. Brown. I think Orlando yeah. Brown cracked it. Yeah. Yeah, I think, though, you're right. The, it's It's... It's different because it depends on the receiver, the stud receiver available, and the stud tackle available. Because I'm hard-pressed to see you had three elite top ten wide receivers change teams last offseason in Adams, Brown, and Tyreek Hill. I'm not sure you're going to get a top ten receiver who's available this offseason. Yeah, you may not. Unless Devontae Adams is traded. That's, That's true. I, I don't. I, wow, I can't imagine them trading. First of all, he's told you he wants to be there. He was a Raiders fan growing up. And who's Tom Brady going to throw to if Adams? Tom, Tom Brady Vegas. goes to the Raiders. Like I, I mean, I already question what Josh McDaniels got going on. But t- what bringing Tom Brady into that? I really Tom he, Brady at forty six is the answer. That's his guy, though. That's who he's got rings because of. He's failed every in every other aspect of coaching. No, I know, but who's, I was. Who, who's more likely to say no to that, Tom Brady or Josh McDaniels? If you had to guess, I think Brady would go if you asked him. Don't you? I mean, wouldn't Brady rather be in? in or is, he, that, or Brady, is he holding out for San Francisco or Miami? Would, would if, those be uh, better spots for I would ask you a question. Him? Like, listen. <laughs> He looks so funny holding him. I know. I, I, otherwise, it's kind of... Tom look. Waddle reporting. Are you going to... I don't... I mean, Tom Brady is still Tom Brady. I get it. I, I just have this vision of Tom Brady when he's rushed, just like kind of panicking and throwing dirt in the ball. Just throwing the ball into the dirt. Like, loved him. Greatest quarterback of all time. I think it's, I think it's time to... I think it's over. That's don't his you, move now. But don't you have to balance it out with some run game? Like, maybe if you don't throw it 60 times and you actually yes, run the ball and you pick and choose I, when you throw uh, the ball. Totally, but I didn't think Tom Brady was over, overly accurate this year. I just don't, I don't, I don't know why you, I, I said to you earlier, if you made me choose between Derek Carr and Tom Brady, I'd take Derek Carr right now. You're taking Tom Brady over Derek Carr? Wow, for one year? Yes. Did Ooh. you watch Tom Brady? I, Tom Brady can still make the throws. It's just yeah, that he, he doesn't can't want take to the take hit. it. Yeah. But well, that's Carr. part of the game. No, you're right. You're right. But they're making him throw the ball too much. It was a terrible plan. I can't believe that you're still want, wanting to Don't support Tom Brady. His but guy, you're telling though, me Aaron Rodgers is completely I cooked. I think Tom Brady's more accurate than... Aaron Rodgers was this last, this last year. Where are the analytics so on that? So Br- Brady was third in passing yards this year and ninth in completion percentage this season. Well, they throw th- yeah, two I mean, three-yard yeah. routes. Their whole game plan is that's but half the problem. I know, but you could do that if with Devontae was, Adams. Don't you think they'll running it back for one year paired with Josh McDaniels I mean, and Tom we, Brady would be better this year? We, wanna play, year? we, we play know. box score champion with a lot of quarterbacks. Tom Brady was 4,700 yards, 25 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. How many times did that team score more than like 18 or 19 points? Not a points? lot. Yeah. They were, but again, like a lot of their issues was they were one-dimensional and they couldn't protect. Yeah. I just, the eye test, I, I don't know. I, he only had a 90 passer rating, 91 passer rating, which is not good for him. You talk about not being scared. 
I wouldn't be scared of Tom Brady at the the Las Vegas Raiders. This is the first time you've ever said. I know. Like he's all, I know. Sylvie, or he's always been the guy I've who's like, I'm going to be. Brady I know. And now, now you're I against want, him. Yeah, I'm not against him. It's some momentous You're against Tom Brady. At some time. The magical ride will end. But well, think about this. Lily Tomlin, Sally Field, they're in, man. He's 40. What is he, 46? <laughs> Do I, really oh, I can't wait for the movie. Tomlin? I'm well, excited for bit. that movie. I'm excited for Is that weird that I'm excited for the movie? I think it's weird, but I'm not I'm, I'm, I'm not a Jane Fonda guy myself. I bet you are. They, he, like, he, he was, what, 45 this year or 46? What was he? 45. 45, yeah. yeah. 45. Yeah, out of all the Spry, years, 45. All, all the great years when Tom Brady threw for 50 touchdowns, when he threw for 5,300 yards, yeah. he threw it more times this year yeah. than any other year in his career. It's crazy. He I mean, threw it 733 coached. times this year. Yes. And now I know there was an extra game, too, compared to most of the years with, like when he threw for... 16 Listen, games. and but I get it. The craziness. previous two years, he threw for 40 touchdowns and 43 touchdowns. I get it. You you can't, like, any coach that does get him, they have to scale his, you gotta his, run his it. attempts back. Yeah, yeah. you got to protect him and you got to run it. In doses. I mean, why? He's getting younger. <laughs> Look at him facially. I, just, I'm, I looked, I clicked on his bio. He looks like an alien. It's insane. I He does. I don't. I don't know why. I don't know why you do that. Or if he did that, I mean, he was naturally handsome. I know. Right. Why are you doing I would age that? gracefully? Yeah. Just age like you're supposed to. Like he's not. He's not smoking and drinking the way a lot of us do. Like why do you're we- just naturally good. You already have good genes, and you're you're handsome. Why are you? Is that you are, the curse of being su- like? I would never know. Is that the curse of being super handsome or super beautiful that you could never? I don't think stay that way I don't forever? think you should look at anyone in this. Vanity. I mean, like none of us can give you a a an, an answer to that question. That you you can net like once you start aging, you're always chasing then, and then you're doing this work to try to make you. Stay I don't that know. Way, like, I don't understand some of it. Like I get it to each their own. But at some point, you look at someone that has done things to, I guess, to improve how they look or how to make them feel better, and you're like, "Did you ask for that?" Right. Anybody who I've ever seen who's had work, th- my first thought is always, "Why'd you get so much work?" It's never, "Boy, that made you look good," or "That made you look younger." You just look like a person who's had a lot of work done. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean, again, to each their own. You do whatever you want to do. But, like, my biggest question is, Tom, you're handsome. Why did you feel it was necessary to do anything? Right. Just age naturally. Yeah. Yeah, I'm with you on that. I think we found common ground with old quarterbacks on that on that note. on that front. The first yeah. time on the yeah. show today. Oh, yeah. All right. Uh, did uh, did you guys hear the stuff too about uh, Cap trying to steal the bet, uh, the Wiener Mobile bet? No. You, Cap tried to steal the my Wiener Mobile bet. Come no, on. Nothing is 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 untouchable. Did he have? Did he? Had he? You'll heard? have to ask him. Wow. The Wiener Mobile bet a week later. Was was broke. Don't tell me. Don't tell me. He went on the air today and said, "I want to drive to Wienermobile." You'll hear it. Oh my! You'll hear it. 
As a city full of frozen pizza fans, Chicago knows that we can count on Connie's to deliver authentic pizzeria flavor right at home. I did not do that. I, I promise you, I have stopped putting stuff in your bag. Years ago, I stopped doing that. Connie's means quality because their frozen pizzas are made with only premium ingredients. Whether you have a taste for their famous cornmeal-dusted thin crust or their crispy on the outside, Liar. soft and airy inside pizzeria-style crust, Connie's Frozen is covered with restaurant-quality pies you can cook on your own time. Find Connie's wherever frozen pizzas are sold and bring home the best today. Connie's Real Pizzeria Flavor is in the house. Follow Chicago's Home for Sports on Instagram at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Waddle and Sylvie. Listen now in HD on our app and on ESPN 1000. So you got to tell us more when we come back from this break yeah, about your, yeah, your black, Wienermobile. I, like, I think that would be cool. It would be fun to drive that thing. I mean... When have you not seen the the Wiener Mobile and it's made it hasn't made people smile? When you see that thing driving down the street, never you don't had the smile? Urge, never had the urge to get behind the wheel. Well, I, I think uh, no matter where. Thankfully, you cut off the part. <laughs> that was a weird cut off. Um, yes, it was a whole conversation that. Uh, a weird bucket list item for me. One that week ago, uh, exactly a week ago, a weird bucket list item for me is I want to drive the Wienermobile. I want to drive it. I want to drive it down State Street. I want to take it up north. You want to drive it around the neighborhood, I want to drive it around the neighborhood. I got a little out in front of myself when I started saying that I want to shout to the children in the neighborhood, hey, kids, do you want a wiener? That crossed the line. That Twice, was the second time. But no, that's uh, I, I was making fun of myself. That was a lesson learned that that wouldn't play. Yeah. But still driving around the burbs would be fun. Honk the horn. How fast do you think, How fast do you think you can get the uh, Wiener Mobile up to? Like if you took it on the highway, would it go? Is it highway? I think they, I think that's something you take you, it across the country. So I'd imagine you have to. But they yeah. go back roads everywhere. I think that's something though. You take the speed limit. I don't think you try to speed. You enjoy. You take that for a joy ride. You don't want to get that wiener it. going up to like seventy five. No, you take that thing slow and steady. Slow and steady wins the race with the wiener mobile. Okay. And then that's you just you 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 just take that thing, and you. You, you, pedal to the metal. No, you not pedal that, to the You no. wiener mobile that thing up. You just well, you take it around to all the neighborhoods, and you wave to everybody. And the kids run out, and they want to... Then they run away. Always with the kids. Yeah. Like, if, you're, if you're driving in my neighborhood with the wiener mobile, my kids, they're adults now. If they were younger, they're not allowed to go out. <laughs> They're not. I don't, no, know. I don't have a lot of rules in that's, life. Uh, that's but Uncle Mark. Is, do not Uncle talk to the man there. who's yeah. driving the Wiener Mobile. Yeah, Dad, look at that. No, that's Uncle Mark. It's just him being him. <laughs> stay inside. Stay inside. Get inside your room. Yeah. Lock the damn door. Yeah. The off- and if he offers you a free hot dog, you say no, Johnny. <laughs> do not take. He's pulling the old popcorn trick. <laughs> so anyway, we the whole thing, creepy or not, bucket weird bucket list item or not, went on on the show, made fun of it. Tweeted about it, put it out there on social media, on the radio station, said I want to drive the Wienermobile. Waddle made fun of me and everything like that. This morning, driving into work, 
this is what I heard. Mallory, you have it? Oh, do it with my... What? Take two. Can you play it for me? In three. I would love for them to come by the station one day and take us for a ride. That'd be interesting. Just cool, cruise around downtown. We'll put it on social. Give them some love. It's a Please. Full, it's a full-time position for one year. It includes a $35,600 base salary with a weekly allowance of 150 bucks for meals and personal travel. 18 days paid off and all hotel expenses covered. That's not bad. Like, if you're a 23-year-old, just got out of college, you got no direction on what you're going to do yet, take a year and drive around the Wienermobile. That'd be a cool thing on your resume. Go to places that you've never been before. 20,000 miles, more like 200 events think. across the 20 states. Sure. 35 grand? Yeah. How'd you get your start after college? I drove the Oscar Mayer Wienermobile. <laughs> yeah, so if you can bring the Wienermobile by the station, Hoodie and I would like to go for a ride. You got. You may have to have a wrestling match to see who gets well, behind we, the wheel we, first. Uh, well, no. How about... Stay out of my wiener mobile. You stay out of my wiener. My wiener. You stay out. Come up with your own ideas. A little selfish there. You expect me to share the wiener? Like if maybe if you would have asked. I think you guys have a lot more in common than you think. By the way, who put that in my bag? Yeah, that's why I was laughing during the Connie's raid. That's a cheese. A. what do we call this? A a cheese salami sandwich with no bread. What it's is that? Two, two two things of cheese. It's a cheese witch. Cheese witch. Mm-hmm. Now you that? know what you is know a cheese witch? I know stuck, stuck it in your bag. Yeah. Was it it's not Mallard? Mallard. It's not I've Mallard. Never, was it, was it I've never seen that before. I don't even know. It what was not Yurko. Was no. it Danny? It was not Danny. Had to be Carmen. Carmen was not Carmen. Carmen was down here when it happened. Carmen was down here when it happened. Eric Ostrowski? Eric was not Eric Ostrowski. Not Kale. Kale didn't do it, did he? It may have been Kale. No, it was not Kale. Uh, Eric Ostrowski, did you say? No, yes, it was not said? Eric. That would have been a ballsy move by Kale. Yeah. One weekend. No, I would have respected yeah. <laughs> the hell out of that. Travis. Was not Travis. Danny Lynch. Keith. No. Oh! Keith Williams. Keith Williams. Yeah. Back? Wow. Oh, I can't wait the to boss. do something to his office. Well, well, now what is this? This is a, a what? Uh, Don't act like you haven't had ten of those. One slice hard salami, two slices cheddar cheese. Yeah. Is this like a Wisconsin delicacy? I believe so. I believe they're a new sponsor. Oh, that's Cheese Witch. Yeah. Ooh. Try it now. Take it with you. It's my gift to you. Well, it hasn't been refrigerated now, and it's been oh, in your bag for a while. it was refrigerated for a while. I have refrigeration in my bag. Thank you to Dick Vermeil and uh, Michael Wilbon. Tyler, are you solo tonight in for Black and Abdallah? That Since is correct. What are you talking about? They were on this morning. If you missed their show, you can get the podcast. They were in for Greeny, and I believe they're in for Greeny tomorrow, too. So tune in at 10 a.m. tomorrow, right after Cap and Hoodie. Do they steal, uh, I'm sure, one of our other yeah, segments? Another thought. Yeah. Uh, so, uh, Tyler coming up next. Thank you to Tyler Listen to and see Mallard. if they think the uh, centaur penis should be in the front of the back tomorrow. Yeah, we'll hear that. No, maybe in a week that that, that discussion will happen. Uh, for Waddle, I'm Sylvie. It's ESPN 1000. Have yourself a great Wednesday night.